much like uh, random good memories that you have of your recent ex-fiance when you least expect them we're back oh god <laughs> guys it's getting late early with dear lord um yeah we're back <laughs> wow hello i didn't expect to start off so intense no me neither but uh yeah we're back with another episode of what are we even doing i am one of your hosts uh damien Deschain, otherwise known as braden ben and i'm one of your other hosts tom otherwise known as christian rose and in some circles known as El Salvador. What circles? Those ones. Okay, I gotcha. We're joined here today by our guest. I am Bailey Bright, also known as Bailey Bright. Correct. Is, yeah. Uh, this is going to be one of our Break the Format episodes. Break the Format. <laughs> Which has become so commonplace that it's almost like not the it's, format yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh... Guys, we're going to interview Bailey here today. For those of you who don't know, Bailey has been wrestling for a number of years up here in the northern Illinois area. Uh, took a good road trip with me at least once up to the northern Dakota. Yes. Uh, Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Oh. Out, out in the back end. And uh, we don't really... Do we do the segments on these interview episodes or no? We usually... How do you forget the... <laughs> it's we broken, usually do. We usually do, we but you know what? I'm okay with not to right now. Okay, I can save fine. my undercard yeah. for the next episode. That, that we're sounds great because I got like nothing, like for an undercard. All right. So, anyways, guys, we're interviewing Bailey today. Oh, oh my God! What are you oh, doing? Oh, you said no. there's no segment. We still do the opening bell, you freaking animal! What do you think? There's no segment. What? We always do the opening bell. Oh, what do God. we have to do now? What the? Spike bump on your laminate. Like, <laughs> I didn't think this was like a formatted show. Then we st- we, we have never not format. we have never not done the opening bell. Do I, I need to open the other one? I am the format. Where are you? We've already. I'm my hands open already, guys. Like I bit the seal off of a Gatorade nipple bottle. I've ruined everything. <laughs> uh, guys, we have a very strict not... one take policy here by the way we're not gonna have an episode next week or the week after it's this is over it's over we're done shit god this is the second company i've killed I... <laughs> we'll come back to that dude i, was, I can't I was only part of the other one i mean i just i thought it was an unspoken rule <laughs> Clearly, I... We I, have always had the opening bell. I mean, we still kind of did. It was just fucking not the way it's supposed to be. Well, I... Shit. We just... Okay. We're gonna, just we're gonna have just to move on. on. We're gonna have we're gonna to move on. on. We will get back on track with the next one. This will be the one break in continuity that we've had on this <laughs> podcast. Yes, the only one. There's been some times where we flubbed it up a little bit, but we were still on the same goddamn page, dude. We weren't even the same fucking book. I, I reached for the can. I asked if we were doing segments. We, oh, we segment or not? You know what? I, I've taken a, I, I have taken responsibility for it. Do you, do you want to fucking guilt trip me any further? Do you need to make me feel worse than I already do? Do you think I don't feel bad about this? <laughs> yeah, I will. I will keep... Yeah, people are hurt. I've been hurt too. <laughs> well, our fans th- right now are weeping, and that's on me. 
at least you know, and I will not let you I will live this toss down. and turn times for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Bailey here on the show. Yeah, guys, hey, guys. we dragged Bailey here to have this awkward moment between us. Uh, I can't believe Bailey. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so let's. What we're gonna do here today? Go on. We're gonna interview Bailey. I don't want to fuck up anymore. We're gonna. Yeah. Don't. Now, with the tables have turned, I'm going to comforting you. It'll be okay. Figure out what you do. <laughs> you had all summer. <laughs> all mess, right. Mess up the opening bell. What are you doing? <laughs> Make the opening bell come out of the shower. All right. <laughs> okay, so... Do you want to start this interview or should I start this interview? I feel like you could start it because you're good at the not having a format interview episodes where all I'm right. more... Like okay. A stru- Once we get going, I'm good at it, but like... Absolutely. Know. I feel genuinely bad about fucking that spot up. We we'll always right. do the opening bell. I knew that. Yeah, well... There I you go. See, did. he's caught on. I listen. I, I evidently didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, I feel like shit now. All right. Bailey, what is your... We, we asked this question of every person that we've interviewed so far. What is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? What was it that you saw or heard or experienced that, like, hooked you in and made you want to do this dumb shit <laughs> that we do? Okay, so my earliest memory was being grounded in, like, fourth or fifth grade. <laughs> okay. Uh, just to my room, and I had this 19-inch box TV that it turned on. It had, like, a few channels, and uh, I caught the tail end of a John Cena versus Tyson Tomko match when he was, like, feuding with Christian. Holy shit, like, Tyson five, Tomko. That's a guy we have never referenced on this show before. Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> there you go. Oh, by, dude, uh, uh, Chuck Palumbo is, like, launching a new thing. Wait, what do you mean? Like a new promotion, or no, like no, just no, like a, like new a new, thing? like a new thing online, like a new YouTube channel, and and some shit. So, I'm just saying, th- you're welcome, Chuck. Yeah, we brought your popularity back. <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly what the details of this are, but this came across my desk the other day. I was like, oh my god, we've saved him. But we are gonna take full credit <laughs> for bringing that to fruition. We, I'm waiting on our checks. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyways, <laughs> Tyson Tomko. That's a guy we've never discussed on the show. Yeah. Uh, cool look. Uh, I was aggressively bland wrestler. <laughs> aggressively. I was instantly drawn to John Cena, of course, because yeah. I was a child. So, what age are you at this point? If you had to guess, you what, said fourth grade, like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Okay, it couldn't have been fourth, fifth grade because I was still in Sterling and my parents were together. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, darkness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this would have been 2005 because I'm a dork. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm all, I am correct on that one, by the way. I'm not off by my usual year gap where okay. I fuck shit up by a year. Ought five. Damn near Cena fucked up Christian. the opening bell by a year. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking need this from you. I'm sorry. Uh, it was just it was a good joke. So you see the tail end of Cena versus Tyson Tomko. Yes. And you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was instantly drawn, but I'd say it was another year or two before I was, like, peak obsessed. Sure. And, like, you know, researching and watching everything I can right. on it. But that was that's my earliest memory. So some continuity, going back to another episode uh, where we had interviewed our illustrious champ, Connor Hopkins. He said yes. you guys went to school together. Yep. He knew at that point you were a big wrestling fan. You're wearing fucking armbands to work out and all this <laughs> other shit. Ultimate Warrior style. Oh man! Feel the power of a Bailey. Now uh, you're RKOing people. 
I am. I almost got expelled for RKOing students. Th- that that is now assault. okay. Now were they in on the in the know or were you just fucking no. watch out, watch like, out, watch out? Yeah. So like a group of my friends senior year were like, and I felt like I was the only kid in in, in Oregon high school that was into wrestling. But all my that's how it usually feels. All my so. buddies by by senior year were like into it through me, but not seriously into it for themselves. And they were like into the RKO memes because those peaked my senior sure. year. Yeah. And so, it, it. long story short, it became us sitting at this senior tee in the two hallways that all the seniors sat at, and, like, fucking freshmen would walk by, and they'd be like, Bailey, that one. And I'd just fucking RKO someone. I love the idea that you are doing a, a shoot version of a move, which, in that context, <laughs> really only hurts you. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did it on gym floors, on linoleum. On, I did it, as Connor said, in... English project as a demonstration. So, uh, that's in the classroom, it's probably VCT, vinyl composition tile. Sure. So, we're gonna talk about some flooring in here. Uh, okay, so, like, so you're clearly obsessed. You're, you're deep into your fandom. Who are yes. your guys at this point? Senior year? Shit. Um, like, who were my guys that were currently wrestling my senior year? Or, like, just like in general, like who are you? Like oh fuck yeah, that's my favorite guy. That's you know somebody I want to seek out and watch. Like I know you referenced Cena a second ago. Is yes. he still like? Yeah, I'm okay. I never like became a Cena hater and like fuck Cena haters. I sure. Just want to throw that in there, but uh, <laughs> Dolph. Dolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that time, I definitely loved the Dolph. I loved the Dolph. I loved the Dolph, and then um, like Orton, obviously, and uh, then some of your like newer guys that were. Uh, at that time, it would have been like Seth Rollins, The Shield, right, right. Uh, Finn. I think so, I liked Finn by my senior year. So then, are you aware of wrestling outside of the WWE? Because oh, yeah. this this is something else that we've talked about, where it's like, like Brain's experience with wrestling is almost the the complete inverse of most other people's, where yeah. you you find the stuff that's on TV and the WWE, you know, whatever first, and then you know past that you find yeah. the independence whereas his was much more oh shit there's kind of this cool independent 10-15 minutes from my house and then from there branched out to the right. you know whatever I've got a, a disclaimer is um I might possibly be saying much like Connor Hopkins many times throughout mm-hmm. this interview because I found that his was very similar to a lot of the answers that I would have for the questions that you guys asked him sure um but yeah I I went a long time without even knowing that WCW was a thing. Like, I grew up most of my childhood thinking it was just WWE. Well, and, and I mean, that's totally fair, though. What year were you born? 97. So, I mean, WCW went completely out of business in early 01. Yeah. So you were, at best, four. Fair. You, you know what I and mean? And I didn't like, even start watching until 05. Like, I was late Yeah. to the party, and... Um, yeah, like, I don't know if I found out about, like, WCW first, or, like, the indies. But even that would have probably been through the WWE Network, or are you finding, like, random DVDs or tapes, or, like... Um, it had to have been the network. Yeah. Or, probably also random documentaries. Yeah. Over the years. Like, I probably had an inkling of it, but, um, I didn't even know about the indies until... Yes? I was going to let you finish first. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, you're, you're I, not I, gonna I finish? Did, I did not even know about the indies until, like, I went to Funky Monkey, like, and I was past graduating from high school, and my boss, I worked at Jimmy John's at the time, my boss knew Pat. Okay. Mm. Pat, a.k.a. Bobby Houston. Yes. Friend of the show. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just gonna assume. And that's... I'd hope so. Yeah. That's how I learned about, not only Funky Monkey, but the indies in general. Right. Mm. And it was 2016. Sure. <laughs> So, so then you're like, oh my god, there's this entire other world, yeah. you know. Like, I, when I was a senior, I knew that like I wanted to wrestle, but I was like, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. And then I found that you can just like train <laughs> and wrestle on the indies. It's hilariously <laughs> easy. Uh, it, it, okay, so that's kind of neat because like even like my perspective, like with a significantly like different time frame. I remember I would watch WWF and, like, WCW and be like, man, I wish I could do this. Where the fuck do these people come from? Right. I, I had no... Con- like, I understood, based on, like, shit that I would hear on commentary, that, like, okay, there's wrestling here, there's wrestling in Mexico, and there's wrestling in Japan. And past that, I had no... You, you know what I mean? I was like... Yeah. I, I knew nothing. So it's kind of neat to hear the idea of, like... Not knowing that the independence exists until 2016. I didn't even know of wrestling in any other countries until I was in my indie career. Oh, like right. New Japan? Sure. Never heard of it. Wow. Yeah. That, that. I, I, I'm not knocking <laughs> you at all. I'm just saying that, like, it's it's wild that, like, that that can happen. Right. I found yeah. out about all that stuff through Dakota because Dakota was the big research guy, and I was just like, let me just put it in front of my face and <laughs> sure. just consume it. Yeah. Now. Yes. The question we ask every single person. <laughs> were you involved in any of the arts when you were uh, in school? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the arts question. Yes. Okay. I do, but I don't know how much you can count it because I don't have any from high school. I don't remember like when the last one exactly was, but throughout grade school and a little bit in middle school, I was in a f- just a few plays here and there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't do like choir or band or, or musical or anything like that. It didn't like call to you at all or anything. No. Or just, You're a big yeah. sports guy. Yeah, I was gonna say you. I, I yeah. No, for a fact, you played at least two sports, right? I played football all four years, and then I did track for my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, and then senior year track came after football and I was like track was like just to stay in shape for football so fuck that right <laughs> and uh, fair enough I tried re- I tried amateur wrestling freshman year I got kicked off the team because I had like a couple D's and an F it was, it, it, ah you know. <laughs> I only have one D oh Folks. it's getting late early <laughs> so okay so you find out about Funky Monkey through coworker, right? Is that what you said? Yes. Or, or they knew they knew boss. Pat. Yeah. Okay. So, do you go to a show and watch? Do you show up and be like, "Hi, Mister Houston, I'm a big, <laughs> big fucking so, nerd, and I want to do this." I did that one, but uh, through the interweb. Oh. I messaged. This is the modern world. <laughs> I, me- I, me- I, me- <laughs> I messaged Bobby Houston for several months. As you could probably imagine, <laughs> before he got back to me, and um, well, I called him first because his number was on the card that my boss gave me, okay. and I left him a few voicemails that were 
I would. Oh no. Probably just love. I would. To hear yeah, that, that that sounds incredible. <laughs> and um, I started messaging him on Facebook, and uh, several months later, he got back to me, and he told me to just come to a show. Oh, he asked me if I if I could. Uh, you know, help set up and tear down the ring. Fucking A. <laughs> Damn right. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and I did that for a few months before he let me start doing, like, uh, pretty much anything from security, like 50-50 tickets, uh, the ring and the bell, cameraman, yeah. what have you. So what... This is interesting, because I have, like a vague memory of you but before we get to that I wanna, so so then what was your first actual time like in a ring like like in the purpose of like training in, in, oh, is what I mean January like, of 2016 okay well, that's so it was actually 2015 when my boss told me that he knew Pat but it was like in the summer after graduation yeah and then I didn't go to a funky show until October of 15 which my first one was the uh Halloween costume battle royal. Okay, I believe you. Is were, this the one where I went as Casey? Casey. <laughs> yes, which did not get brought up on our Tales of Casey episode. There, guy, we've had discussions off air. There's probably, there's definitely at some point going to be a part two for sure. To oh, Tales are you kidding me? We, we could we could eclipse uh, uh, Puppet Master. There, there's like nine of those movies. <laughs> we, we, can I can I give one just a small one to tie off of what he just said? Okay. This is we'll consider this like a, a a preview of a future Tales of Casey episode wedged into Bailey's interview. So the the thing that he just referenced, the Halloween costume battle <laughs> royal that he's at, this is one of my better. Honestly, like okay, so like you always hear about ribs in yeah. wrestling. I'm not a fan. Like to me, I, I'm just not really that big on pranks. I think that most of them are just like mean, uh, <laughs> and not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> so like. To me, if it's funny, great. If it's funny but it's mean or destructive, go to hell. Uh, you need to be more mean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, you you finish first. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so we're doing this costume battle royal, and I get this idea in my head to, oh my god, Casey is in it. What if I went as Casey? What if I went <laughs> as Moondog Bernard? <laughs> so I had to message uh, Bobby Houston and ask permission to do this. But one, because I thought it would actually... I thought this is the type of joke that, like, it's going to be funny for the guys, but it's also going to be funny for the for the fans, right? Yeah. Uh, they would get it. Right. And his response was, yeah, that's fine. Let me know how you want to do it, but you can't be too mean to him. <laughs> Meaning, basically, I can't, like, whatever Bis version... Merch. Right. I can't go too far with my portrayal yeah. as Moondog. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, the funny part is if he doesn't know. So... I didn't tell anybody except for, like, the people running the music, uh, Bobby Houston, and maybe, I don't know, two other people that I was going to do it. So I had to get a pair of jeans and cut them <laughs> to make his bullshit gear. Uh, I bought a fake beard and a long blonde wig. Uh, and at the time, I was, like, probably 25 or 30 pounds lighter than I am now. So I was, like, really lean, and Casey ain't. So I thought, <laughs> okay, well, that's part of the funny to this, right? Well, Casey doesn't know. And he's in at number one, and I told Pat, I was like, it's only funny if he's in, if he has no concept of this until I come out there. Oh, so man. Casey was in at number one, and I was the last one. 
So <laughs> I'm sitting in the back. I've already had my match. I'm in my, my usual clothes afterwards, and I'm just hanging out, having some beers. And everyone's like, yeah, Tom's not doing the, the Battle Royal thing. Casey comes up, and he's like, so you're not doing this? And I go, no, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. You know, and goes about his way. The moment he went out as number one, the second he stepped through the curtain, I was like, now is the time. So I strip all my shit off. I put on these fucking shitty jeans that I had shredded. I had to use an old phone charger as a belt because... <laughs> I didn't I, have the rope? I didn't have the rope, and I thought it was funnier if it was something even worse and more impractical than a rope. <laughs> the, the wig, the beard, whatever. So I come out last. Casey's in the ring and legit is laughing. And props to him. Like, he thought it was fucking funny. And I'm walking around the ring like an idiot, just, you know, I'm Moondog Bernard. I don't know what I am. Am I a hillbilly? Am I a caveman? Who knows? I get in the ring, and I start bullet bombing people. And just, all, like, and I mean Well, they were loudly. all feeding for it. They were feeding for it. They were all feeding for it. Even the ones who didn't get the joke, I would just walk over and bullet bomb them. And just be like, bullet bomb, and just drop them. And then I gave Casey the worst bullet bomb I possibly could. I kind of just, like, shoved into his kidneys and he took a bump. So, now my question is, what is Casey dressed as? Casey, okay, so the bit I think that Casey did was uh, an homage to a Saturday Night Live sketch where they had Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley both dressed as Chippendales dancers. And the okay. bit was that, okay, Chris Farley's a fat piece of shit. Yes, because he came out with Harvey Bauer. He came out with Harvey Bauer, who was in great shape. Casey is... Casey, <laughs> and, they, and they came out to the same song that played during the SNL sketch, and they're so Casey yeah. is basically just wearing like dress slacks and a bow tie. I, <laughs> I think. did not know that story until now, and it's so much better. Like, yeah, knowing that was my first like Funky Monkey show I went to. Okay, so that's our preview for Tales of Casey Part Deuce. Yes. Anyways, back to you. Um, so you, that's your first show that you've gone to. Yeah, yeah. So after that, a couple shows after that is when Pat starts letting me do stuff and then come January well it's like December and he messages me about the January Funky Show the first one of 2016 and he's like hey bring some workout gear next time we'll get you rolling around and I was that's, like that's yeah I can know, only imagine sure just on cloud nine and so I think I think the first time I met you and I'm not quite clear was a training night at what we just called the farm. The farm. Where the ring would just be set out. Set out? <laughs> set out outside, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, at a farm. Yes. Outside, out and about. I don't remember who all was there. I think th th there was... I, is for that the, the first time we met or no? For the first six months of 2016, it was just me and Herrick out at the farm. Okay. Um... Actually, for all of 16, it would have been just me and Herrick out of the farm. For the first six months of 16, it would have just been me. Because he started training in the June after. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're basically training solo at the farm. <laughs> I know at some point you started being a ref. Yeah. That... How did this come about? Um, okay. It was... February. Let me interrupt you for just one yeah. second. We have to ring that opening bell. <laughs> and I saved it. Tom, I don't think... 
Are you sure about that? If you can't laugh at yourself, you can, who can you laugh at? Okay, so you're a ref now, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it was. Because in February of 2016, where we were at the Prophetstown Rec Center, hmm, and he tells me to bring black pants. He might have me as a backup ref. Okay. Okay. Uh, at this time, Funky Monkey reg- pretty regularly had Jason Pemberton. Um, oh man, I can't remember his name. Bob. No. Bob De Bar- Bob De Well, there was Vic. Bob De Bartleben. Vic. And um, one other referee that we had pretty consistently. Coin. None of them showed up. Not one. Not a single one. And Pat was just like, "Well." Looks like you're doing the whole show. Wow. So uh, so have you even trained a ref at this point? No. Like Phenomenal. He, he messaged me probably a week before this show and was like, hey, bring black pants. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, that's good, though. We've had very similar journeys as far as starting and refing. Yes. At least you got a fucking message beforehand. <laughs> and book a ref. Uh, I'm going to have you... <laughs> Oh my yes. god, Zishi's on the podcast tonight? That was but incredible. It gets better. The opener was a tag team match. It was uh, the Electric Animals. So it would have been... Uh, Bauer, Bauer and, and... And Wolf. And Wolf, okay. Mm. Or no, they had just broken up, I think. So it was like Wolf... It was Wolf and Cage... Okay. Versus J.J. Garrett and Harvey Bauer. Okay. And they're just doing everything. Of course, <laughs> from what I can why, remember, why, why wouldn't they? They're got just to, doing got to, it got all. To. I forget who's legal. Yeah, a person in the front row reminds me of it several times that sure. I do not know who's legal. Yeah, and I'm like in my own head, just freaking out. And that was the first match I ever had to ref of this whole show. <laughs> and it was. Uh, Did you fuck up the finish at all or no? no. Okay, no. that's good. I was just really nervous. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Completely understand. I've been there. I've literally <laughs> been there. Uh, okay, so there's one thing that I do want to touch on before we get to like the next bit. So this is a weird, uh, a, a happy accident we actually made into part of an angle. Yes. So we're doing this thing in, in, in Funky Monkey where I'm doing this very slow heel turn. Okay. And it's supposed to be based on like genuine frustration and shit because I didn't want to do the like attitude error like, now you're a bad guy, blah, thing. So I, I had this, I can't believe I remember this this clearly. I had this triple threat match, and it was me, uh, Har- uh, Harvey Bauer, and Stephen Wolf. And this was not part of the plan. But at one point in the match, young Bailey Bright here is the referee, who at this point, clearly I've met. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a point in the match where I hit a move on somebody, and I go for a pin, and there's this bit of hesitation. It was a power bomb and you kept See he knows on the bomb. So so it was a power bomb. <laughs> and uh, there's this bit of hesitation and then he counts, which it was supposed to be a kick out anyways. But this happened. And then we ended up filming a promo about it later in the night where it was basically me blaming him because if he hadn't hesitated I would have won off the power bomb, obviously, because I've won so many matches with the power bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh I always thought that was kind of cool because it was just one of those weird things where, like, it didn't hurt the match, really, at all. It, it didn't factor into it. But then after the match and be- 
between that and, like, the end of the show, I think, I was kind of like, well, fuck, we should film something about that. Yeah. And then did. And I think it bled into, like, me and Judd was, was yeah. where it was going. Because uh, Judd was in that promo, I believe. Or at least one I after think, it. I think he was... No, I think he was in at the end of it. Where he was like, hey. I, I th- I, I, yeah. So, anyways. Um, so, that happened. Yeah, I was just really into it, man. <laughs> one Not of those tight. moments where, like, I just started watching the match, and then I didn't re- even realize you were pinning him. And I was like, oh, shit, snap back into it. Sure. Uh, okay, so let's talk about your first match. Yes. Cole Havens, right? Yep. And this are, we gonna, actually, are we going to just skip over your debut? My debut was pretty cool. It was pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Wait, what was the debut? Did I did I there was there's here? there is a, a bit of a thing that you did skip over, but that's fine. No, that's let's, let's talk about, about it. it. What's what's the bit of your the thing? debut? You just explain what what is yeah. it? So my debut was January fourteenth of twenty seventeen, uh, in the over the top battle royal. Oh, okay, for okay. Funky, and like two shows before that, we had started this thing where like Cole Havens or Mr. Haven started blaming me as the referee for losing his matches. Right. And then in a match earlier on that card, he gets in my face, I do the whole face ref thing and shove him into, right. into the pin, one, two, three. Right. Um, and then my debut is a, like a surprise in the entrant in the Rumble that night where they're just like, wait a minute, that can't be right. Like they said it when they were sure. announcing it. And they're like, uh, the referee Bailey. And then I'm like, what? Oh, so the, is the idea that even you don't know that you're yeah, in it? Like, I was surprised as well. I, well, like, I wasn't actually surprised. I, I like that because it's funny, <laughs> but it's... It, okay. It's funny, but if you think about it in the reality of, of like, the the, the universe of yeah. the show, it's like, yeah, man, anybody can be inter- entered in this. And then somebody's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, some, some guy... Somebody who's, like... One of our security guards who's taking a shit hears his name from the bathroom. He's like, oh, God. So, <laughs> I got to wipe and run out to that ring. It's he very, already ran. <laughs> it's a, it's very short-lived. I'm in the ring. Like, when I get in the ring, it's... Are you wearing just your straight-up The ref? ref? Yeah. Okay. Because I was refing the Rumble match. I was already out there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I get in the ring. It's Havens and Bauer. And we do a little thing where I eliminate Havens, Bauer eliminates me. We do, like, this chase spot where Elliot Paul takes care of Bauer, and then I get one last pop and go to the back. But when I got eliminated, I uh, missed the the top rope, you know? And Bauer was just strong. So I went over, but I got... My dick caught on the top rope so okay. bad. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> that I, I had like serious concerns that it was not attached anymore. Oh my god! And I was no selling it to do the next bit on the outside because we. I still had to, or, or yeah, Cole still had to chase me around the ring. There may not be a better testament to your love of professional wrestling. <laughs> you are willing to forego. The, the idea that you had a penis anymore. And as soon as I got to the back, I checked, of course, and it was fine, but... That, I, I would have been checking my socks that and like... screaming, Oh, God, my dick is gone. <laughs> Has it fallen into my sock? Oh, God, my dick is gone. That was like top five pains I've felt in my life. Jesus. Yeah. Yeesh. 
So, uh, yeah, so that is your debut. That's my debut. Your first official matchup. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, singles match at Showdown 2016 against Dang, you have dates. Mr. Havens. Well, after I, I like show to, names. After I listened to Connor's interview, uh, I liked the idea of whoever told him to like log all of his matches. How about 2017? It sounded like a good idea. Yeah. Till I realized that I'm four years into the fucking business and I yeah. had to go back and uh, I did it. It took two fucking days. Jesus God. But yeah. it just showed us a notebook that looks like if you've ever seen the movie Seven and John Doe's <laughs> notebooks, holy lord. Dear um, God. I've had 108 matches. There was a point in go. my life where I could list every Wait, match I'd had by memory, and that has come and gone. Hey, that's that's me. That's you. Yeah. Um, my name is on there. My name's going to be on there again. Okay, so it, here's something I do want to get into, because you've messaged me like privately about this. So... We talked about in, like my interview. I had this um, good run in Dreamwave, this undefeated streak thing that happened by complete accident. Oh yeah. So at this point, you're basically a homegrown Funky Monkey talent, one of the first guys because we, you know, Funky Monkey didn't have what I would have called like a training school. Yeah. You know, they, they had a ring up at the farm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but you're a homegrown talent, and you're fairly local. Yeah. You're, you know, like when I first started training. Pat had told me, like, I basically want to make you the new Judd, because he's sure. on his way out. And I didn't appreciate what that meant back then as much as, right. as I would now. But um, For those of you who don't know and you're listening without context, Judd was a local dude, uh, very beloved by the community as a whole, and then he starts wrestling. So you have that, like, natural connection between, oh shit, we know that guy, oh shit, that guy is now wrestling, and you yeah. sell tickets and you're, he, you know, he's a draw. Uh, so, I would... I would message or call Bobby with ideas about characters and, and all this kind of shit. He'd shit on all of them, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. But uh, he didn't really have a character for me. He's, he All he knew that he, was he wanted me to wear like a, a royal purple and be into classic rock. That's where that came That's, from. Yeah. I've never <laughs> knew that, yeah. ever. I always thought that was your... I, I just thought you liked purple. No, he... <laughs> I mean, I like purple. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, like, I... No, I had no choice. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I I had no idea. So, like, thankfully, I'm not knocking it, but he picked my gear. My... uh, I picked my music. That was the only thing. But everything else, man, uh, Pat kind of came up with for me. And, um, before we had a character, unless you want to get into... Well, they've heard your Dreamwave story, so... Sure. Um... Before I had a character, I just started posting like when I'd win matches, and that became like oh three and zero now, and then it got to like seven and zero, and I messaged Pat again about like a you know gimmick or character or right. whatever, and uh, he was just like I think I want to keep this undefeated thing going. So it's basically the same thing only different. Yeah. Where where whereas for mine it was I'm a heel and I cut a promo trying to get heat, and you're just being a guy who's like, yeah I won. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sure. And, uh, I mean, that's also, a, like, the first thing that, like, casual fans usually ask you when they don't know what wrestling is. They're like, did you win? <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did like, you yeah. win at your meet? Famous story. I've never told it on here, so I'm going to tell it. it. It's very short. But, like, there was a period of time where when Dakota was constantly losing matches. Yes. My, my grandma would be like, 
hey, how'd the show go? Or, sorry, how'd the meet go? <laughs> right. Hey, it went well. Did you win? No, not this time. <laughs> and then she, at some point, just started texting back, well, I think it's time to get out of this. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Grandma. Uh, fucking even grandma harsh. <laughs> this yeah. Is, uh, okay, so th- th- this is a, a story that I heard on a different show, but I, I gotta share it because it involves, like, a grandma sense of humor thing. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this family's having dinner, and uh, it's like the grandma, uh, her da- her daughter, so the mom, and then like the son, right? So your three generations, whatever. And uh, the mom says, "Yeah, as soon as we're done with dinner, I'm going out with my friend. Uh, she's been like really down and depressed lately. I'm trying to cheer her up." And the grandma says, "Oh, well, what happened?" And she says, uh, "Well, she was married for a number of years, and then uh, her husband killed himself, and." Uh, she got over that and started dating again, found somebody new, and uh, he he also recently killed himself. And the grandmother, without missing a beat while eating her food, just says, well, she sounds like a real catch. <laughs> <laughs> which, oh my God. Which, although awful, is undeniably funny. <laughs> yeah, that is... <laughs> my eyes cannot open any wider. Uh, oh That's so oh funny. Oh uh, anyways, so... So you're undefeated, you yes. see. <laughs> and it just kind of became a thing. Now, but, so this is getting some steam, and then Funky Monkey stops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real bummer. Now when, yeah, is it when the rain starts um, yeah. falling and the piano <laughs> I, music. I remember that when I found out, because before that show, the last Funky show... I was messaging Pat about how I would have to leave early and, uh, you know, leave for my vacation to Florida. Sure. And um, I had no idea when I told him that. And then we were, like, sitting on the edge of the stage at the L.A. Club in Sterling, Mm -hmm. and he just hits me with it. Yeah. Like, out out of nowhere, and is like... Yeah, uh, something along the lines of, yeah, yeah, this is my last show. Yeah. And I just, you know, stared at him. Like, I didn't even say anything for several moments. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, you know, the kids and and all that. And I, I, like, got it, but I was super sad. (laughs) And then, um, yeah. I I think that... The exchange that I had with him when he told me, because it was not the last show, but the, the show prior. He's like, yeah, last month's going to be the last one. And I was like, wait, what? Because I, I didn't understand what he was saying. He's like, yeah, next month's going to be the last Funky Monkey show. And I was like, oh, all right. And he was like, you're not going to try to talk me out of it? And I go, oh, probably people better than me have tried to, and they failed because you're telling me, so. <laughs> yeah, he told me that set up <laughs> at the last show. Like I wasn't happy about it, but I don't right. think any of us were. No, you know, like no. yeah, we, I, I, I always, I would give Pat a lot of credit for being a great promoter. Yeah, I didn't even know back then, like what, right. like how good of a promoter he was, or what that even meant. But, um, I mean, I was sad about it, and then another big concern of mine was that like I was still really green. And this is like my home promotion, and now it's just being taken away from me. So I'm like, right. what do I do now? Right, where do you go? Right. 
Where do we go? Where do we go now? Um, so fast forward, not even a year. I'm, I'm pretty sure less than a year. And Zawa Live is starting. Yeah. How did that... I've never gotten a story about how Zawa Live started, ever. Oh. Like, how did that even come about? Uh, so we can go into detail at some other point in a different episode, but I'll give you the bullet points. Basically, um, Funky Monkey had ended. Dreamwave was already gone. So there is, like, no wrestling in this territory, you know, past Chicagoland. Yeah. Outside of, like, you know, shit fucking shows that nobody should be on. And... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, one day, uh, Zishi, who I already met and was already yeah. friends with, Zishi messaged me and was like, hey, so-and-so is selling his ring for X amount of dollars. I want to start a training school, but I don't know how to train anybody. You want to go halves on this ring? We'll set it up at my mom's dance studio, start a training school. And I was like, bro, I haven't, like, I'm not really a trainer. Like, I'm a wrestler, you know, whatever. And he was like, you know what the fuck you're doing, you could easily teach people what the fuck to do and I'm like yeah sure okay fuck it so we went halves on the ring okay and that was basically how it got started and then because the original concept was not to run shows really the original concept was to just training school be a training school Mm. that was it I like come in learn how to wrestle get the fuck out there and go get booked and then I like to I like to think that I had a pretty big hand in like creating Zal Alive. Um, well, for sure. I went and got that ring with him. Yeah. We had two trucks, just put all the shit in the beds and drove it back. Oh, wow. I went to Menards with him to get like new boards and stuff. And, Damn like, right. We, me and him set up the ring for the first time at the school ourselves. And, I did not know that. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um... Awesome. That's awesome. That's and awesome. And then like, as far as Zal Alive, like the wrestling company, like we run shows, we had a few here and there. Our first yeah. Zawa Live show technically was September 23rd of 2017. I think that I think he's talked about. It's the first yeah. time I ever refed yes. in, in uh, my life. Port in front of six people, three of which were my family. Um, it ended up being about 10 to 15 at the end of the show, so we drew some people in. We <laughs> so increased the crowd by 500%. The, re- the, the, the bigger reason I feel like I kind of had a hand in, in its creation, like and when I say that, I don't mean, like, the any of the business aspect. Like, that's all Zeke. Right. Um, I'm not a promoter by any means. But I did start pushing Zeke pretty hard to, like, run up in Oregon. Yeah. Just because, like, that's my hometown. And uh, I've always wanted to, like, ever since I started wrestling, go wrestle in Oregon. Like, that'd be awesome. Sure. And then um, I would, like... I tried to put him in contact with a few people, but I, I think he, the the VFW is not my doing. Right. Um, I went and talked to like the athletic director at the high school to run at the Blackhawk Center, but um, no dice. No, there were he, he was a little finicky about it. Um, which is also a dream of mine to run a show at the Blackhawk Center. Didn't know there was one. Yeah. Uh, so. Give us some memories of training, because okay. my backstory on this was basically I'd already met you. I knew you'd been training. We'd like done some shit out at the farm. Pat was high it's, on you, and it was like, yeah, man, he's you know good this that and the other. And I could tell that like there there was a lot of like 
potential there because like you could already yeah. when, when I met you you could run the ropes you could bump you could do the absolute fucking core basics yeah so I was kind of alright good training is always a little fuzzy because I trained for a year before my debut right and then after my debut kept training as the first part of the first class of Zawa right so my first training session in that January of 16 was with like multiple people it was Joel and Cage and Malachi and a few others <clears throat> and then I just like tr- well that, I, I, that was like the first year of my training was like right. guys who were at the show showing me shit before the show right I, I meant uh, more like but as far as Zawa like, Zawa time training. like we've got the ring we're okay. in the dance studio there's a, a ceiling yes two and a half feet above <laughs> our heads uh, correct so yeah. you We had a lot of students in the first class. There, were, there was a time. There was <laughs> a time. Um, Even I vaguely remember that. I remember being uh, shocked and impressed that Dakota outlasted them all. <laughs> God, I tried to make him quit so bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... If it, you'd have made him quit, you would have never gotten me. I have, Fuck! God damn it, Tom! I fond me- I mean, rest- memories of training, but... Uh, Puking on Sundays with Judd. Yeah, we we uh, we've well. not we've not brought up Juddy Sundays oh God. ever on this show. And Sundays with Judd Sunday. at Zawa yeah, instead of Bloody Sundays. Yeah, We're okay. just so much more about pain and suffering <laughs> than they were learning because it was cardio day. Yeah, we do ring ring blow up drills until we puked, and it was that was every Sunday. Yep. Okay, so those were the, I look back on those fondly. Oh. In a weird, right. like, I always wanted to sort do of one way. and I just didn't. I did two of them hungover. Oh God! I did one of them. It was awful. Sounds terrible. It was um, awful. Okay, so let's let's touch on this first actual, what I'm going to call the first actual Zao show in Oregon, in your hometown. You're in the main event. Yes. It's you and Herrick. I remember y'all had a very good match that I enjoyed, but I could tell that you guys had worked on it yes, privately yes. for. Uh, what seemed like a hundred months. Uh, <laughs> so it was a number one contendership match, you know, for Zao Life Championship. Um, me and Herrick already had great chemistry because right. it was just us two for like probably over six months right. before mm-hmm. Zao started, and then uh, it had to have been at least two months before the show that we knew about it that we started practicing this match and stuff. So I remember after that match, you and probably a few others telling me, like, it was real good, but you could tell you were just, you could tell I was just going through the motions and, like, going to the next spot and stuff like that. Like, uh, someone told me, like, it was almost robotic of how, like, we remembered everything. Right. So I kind of took away from that because the biggest thing was... uh, when we were, like, feeling each other out in the beginning of the match, he, like, spit or slapped in my face or something. Ooh. And I didn't charge at him. Oh, yeah. Like, why do and now And else? now you know... Yeah. It, because right. I was just like, okay, we're doing this. For sure. Like, uh, that's not what we're doing. It's funny, though, because, like, like we talked about this with, like, his debut and stuff. If, if you could wind the clocks back to, like, okay, Tom, you're going to have your first match. It's going to be against this guy. You're at training every week. You're in the ring. 
we we would have done the exact same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like it's a thing where it's like you can quote knock it or whatever, critique it for those reasons. Yeah, every single person who said that would have done the exact same. Like, yeah, be, you know, just because we didn't always have that uh, benefit, yeah. that doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, and, and because you'd be a fool not to. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, if you got didn't. To. Got to. <laughs> if you didn't do that, and you went out there and tried to call it on the fly, and you're both green as shit, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and it's awful, then you would get chastised for, you had two months. You had all <laughs> summer to figure it out. Figure out what you do. <laughs> uh, so then, okay. I'm trying to, like, streamline things here to get to the juicy shit. Right. Huh? So, you're still undefeated at this point, yes. and you're wrestling in front of your hometown. We had a good crowd. Uh, I think that, that was the only show we ever did in that venue, right? No. No? The Oregon VFW? Wait, no, you're right. We did do three. One of them I remember I couldn't do because I was booked elsewhere, and then another one. Okay, I, I think yep. I remember We now. did three shows at the VFW, and then we had to stop because we brought in too much money. Yeah, what? that's right. The VFW got... Little mad at us because um, too many people came. I'm allowed to say this, but they had a fish fry the same night as a wrestling show. Okay, there's like two buildings separated by a little. Yeah, I've been there. Fish fries in building A. Correct. Wrestling shows in building B. Correct. A logical person would think fish fry is going to make a fuck ton of money off this wrestling show from people going over during intermission. Correct. Sure. They just. We're not on board with that idea because there were going to be too many people. What do you with the fish okay. fry and the wrestling show? Too many people. Too many people are going to be in our building giving us money for <laughs> right. our goods and services. Oh, that man. that even you saying that makes it sound even dumber. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't put it any clearer than that. That's so dumb. Which thank God for scoops. Sure. Yes. Uh. So then. Not long after this, you defeat, I think it was Rough Crossing? Correct. Yep. You become Zao Live Champion. Yes. So you're a year and change into the business total, and now you are the guy for this place. Yeah, and that was pretty crazy because I, bef- like, before that, I had invested a lot into Pat and Funky Monkey, and, like, that was going to be where I was going to be the guy. So, like, sure. Uh, I didn't even realize what was going on in Zawa. Right. I thought he did it because, like, that's where we were. We were in my hometown, and then when we went back to Rock Falls or Sterling or whatever, it was over. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got handed this ball or torch or whatever, and I just had to run with it. Now, because we talked about it with, like, my, my run in Dream World, did you ever feel like there was, like, anything awkward or any heat because it was, like, okay. you're you're the kid and you're now... The dude. So, I messaged you privately about this. Yeah. Uh, because I, um, I enjoyed how our stories from your undefeated streak in, in Dreamwave and mine were kind of similar. And then when you said that you had heat backstage, mm-hmm. I honestly never sensed any. But your story made me wonder if there was. Right. If that makes sense. But the guys were most of the guys. In fact, all of them have. Like none of them have ever been shitty to me right so yeah. so that's good yeah but like you're you're also like 
Like, that locker room is surrounded by guys that are, you know, veterans of this particular scene, oh, yeah. and, like, they understand the business and everything, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's young, he moves well, and he's from here, he's selling a yeah. shit ton of tickets. My, my you first... You know, of course, like... My, I mean, all my first, like, big feuds were rough. Bucky, Judd, you, like... Right. All these guys that, um, like you said, are veterans and... Can kind of work around you, yeah, even if you're, yeah. like, you know, still new, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so, like, I do remember you had, a, like, my perspective on it looking from the outside in was, okay, he's having a lot of good matches, but he's, from the the, the, the worker's lens, right, I could be like, well, Ruff had that match with him, Bucky had that match with him, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I felt like it took a, while, a little, which isn't, like, your fault. Because, you know, like you said, you're kind of just, like, stumbled slash shoved into this position. Yeah. So, anyways, where do we go from here? I don't know. Uh, so, um, you you hold the belt for a while. A uh, year and some change. A like, almost a month. Chains. Over a year. Dang. So, we there's this match. We mentioned on here okay. before the build up to this match where the Casey that was unforgivable quote comes oh, shit. from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what is this match? I'm going to give this floor to you because this this was y'all. They say I I I didn't have the pleasure of refing this match. I wish I did. <laughs> right. What do you mean? Oh, it's the biggest match ever. Oh, no. Um. So so we're talking about me versus Bailey. Correct. Uh this is, he's going to know the date. He's going to know the show. It was April 20th of 2019. It was Black Hawk Bash 2. There it is. In Oregon, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will tell my perspective of how this came to be. Okay. And then we can get your side of the story. And somewhere in the middle, therein lies the truth. <laughs> uh, basically, I remember Bailey was having this good run. I was just kind of like having matches. Yeah. I wasn't really like, you know quote, doing a whole lot, uh, and I, I think it's a weird holdover from the Dreamwave run or whatever, where most places just book me to go over. I don't give a shit about losing. I couldn't care less. But, like... You're the Brock Lesnar of that alive. <laughs> dude, that's one of the best underrated stupid quotes of all time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. So yeah. I was just, like, having matches and more often than not would win. You know, whatever. And I... I vaguely remember it was you came to me with the idea that, like, okay, the guy that beats Bailey's undefeated streak would be me. I was kind of like, uh, I mean, that's a cool idea. If we do it the right way, there's, you know, money to be made here. We can draw a fucking crowd. Because if we just announce the match and just do it and it ends, whoopity-doo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One idea, by the way, that was pitched that I said, do not fucking do that with him, was to just bring in a random dude and have them be the guy. And I was like, absolutely not. Has nothing to do with me. Do not fucking do that. That's so stupid. Part of it, the idea of being the Lesnar beating Taker thing, yeah. where you don't see it coming. Oh my god! And I go, but then what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah, worked. Yeah. That kind of worked for them. I would argue it didn't. But that wouldn't work here. So yeah. fortunately, that was just basically. I don't think it was ever something that was like, yes, this is going to happen. It was just like. Yeah, I thought about this. No. All right, cool. Uh, so anyways, uh, 
these are things that I remember about this, and then I'll turn the floor over to you. Okay. Uh, it was told. I was. It was basically. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do this on this date. All right. Cool. Well, let's do this to set it up. We'll do this or that in between to keep it going, and then we'll do the match. Didn't really care if it was, you know, me up or Bailey up. I, I, I didn't give a shit. I just thought that, like, the match will draw money. That's what's important to me. But one of the things that I was very adamant about that I kind of had to fight for, they wanted me to turn heel going into it. And I said, mm-hmm. no, there's more drama and tension if it's a baby-baby thing until the... And, and then it got basically the compromise being at the absolute last second I would turn heel. Like during the course of the match, mm-hmm. which the finish of the match, w- the absolute finish, which is something I do want to come back to after I get your side of okay. this. But basically, I was like, you know, because to me, I was like, this guy's been positioned as our top baby face, and he's had feud after feud after feud with bad guy after bad guy after bad guy, and he comes out on top every time. If we do that again, and he comes out on top, then it's just the same shit. If we do that again, and he loses, it's not even a good downer. Like I yeah. like I like a good downer. Yeah. In like wrestling movies, you know, whatever. And I was like, that's not a good one. I was like, yeah. it's, in my mind, it was better as a babyface versus babyface. Oh shit, this guy hasn't lost. Oh shit, for some reason we have no concept of this guy losing, even though he does lose every so often, and then go from there. And I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, your but your yes, your take your, on your, the, on the build until we get to the match. My side of this story actually starts almost a year before the match actually happened. What? Um. So like throughout 2017 and a little bit of 18, absurd, okay. It was like we kind of started to talk about it, you know, when it would end the streak. Sure. But we knew that it was a ways out. Right. But there were ideas to make it Judd. There were ideas to make it Cole. Right. Um, that would have been poetic. Yeah. Sure. First and and all that. But um, somewhere in mid-2017, I found out that Zeke was going to let me pick. Oh. Yeah. did not know that either. And I was like, Tom. They were like... There were, like, a few that I would have considered. Sure. But it was like, yeah, we've never really had an encounter before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, that's that's who I want to be the guy. Because um, it awesome. just made Thank sense. You. You're my trainer, um, and you taught me everything I know, and so the story would be that I'm getting cocky now. Sure. And I inevitably bite off more than I can chew because, right. you know, it's the story of will the student become the master and all that. But I chose Tom like several, several months before it, we even started the bill. That's, I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Uh, especially because like at this point like Zao as a company is like starting to gain a little bit of steam in like the little territory that we carved yeah. out at that point which is much bigger and better now, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're still the guy that's on top of the card. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, No, that's super cool. Like, I did not know that. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) 
So dude, I we love can't it. stop so doing much, it. dude. What, uh, are doing? what are you doing? What are you doing? So let's that. let's burn through a couple memories oh, of this match. He did. Or, no, he did also let me pick like the show, and I was oh, like, okay. well, season finale. Of Gotta course. be yeah, yeah. So yeah, he also got let to. me pick that. Got awesome. to. Uh, let's talk about this match. Uh, yes. I love this match. I did too. Uh, I watched this match. I was, I wanted so badly to ref it, but <laughs> Dan Perch, he's the perfect ref. So. This is one of the only ones I had uh, people from the air, like co-workers and stuff, actually come out to. This is also probably the best build I've had like in a storyline. Sure. To a payoff. Yeah. Um, started, you come back from an injury. Your Sickness, yeah. Blood, whatever blood the fuck. Clots. Who cares, yeah. Um, triumphant win in your return. And you get on the mic, cut this you know, quick baby face promo, keep coming back. Yeah, I'm a good guy. Yeah. And I come out, leather jacket, sunglasses inside. Because your future's so bright. <laughs> uh, <laughs> s- straps on my shoulder and uh, challenge you to a match. You know, the sure. whole idea of behind the promo I cut that night was um, there's one guy in Zao Alive that I haven't beat yet. And it's you. So, right. you know, I want you. And then... Uh, Amicable... Yes. Oh, I got I'm you. I'm just adding. <laughs> I've been not saying words for a while, so I want to... So, I was I was proud of that promo. One of my better ones, I think. Um, as far as, like, live on the mic. And then uh, we did that, a, a, a match. The infamous in, tag team match. In Rock Falls to build... To, there was a show before, I believe. Yeah. Um, it was you and I. Had to get along before our big match at the season finale against Lieutenant Dan Gus and the Canine Unit. Oh, Casey. Which we, that, that gave us two great Casey stories. <laughs> yeah. Listen back to episode, I believe it's 24. Which I love the way we did the match. Oh, yeah, I, I, too. I thought that match <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Uh, that That's a good example of like, like, We'll always put over Zawa on this podcast, but, like, that to me is a good example of, like, the shit that we do that other people can't or won't do, where a lot of other promotions, they're not going to have their number one contender and their champion do the tag match thing, and we don't go on last, Yeah, and we don't have a match that's, like, quote-unquote, a barn burner yeah, or anything, because it wasn't. Like, that match was, in essence, a glorified segment to further the build for... Our match, the show after. And that match was to make them want and think that the turn would be, you know... Oh, so many people thought it was, was going to happen there. And so many people. I love that you, you said just, no you, to you, that. You had, the, you had yeah. the hook, line, and sinker dragging them along. But, if, but that's the thing, like, if we were doing the, like, the played out, it's been done to fucking death wrestling routine, then that's what we would have done. Exactly. But I was like... I don't like. I'm huge on let's not do the shit that everyone has seen so much that they just accept it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, also earlier tonight at training, a small memory of the match in, in particular got brought up. Uh, so we end up having this match. It's whatever date he referenced, whatever show he referenced. Don't do it again. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Put the notebook down. Um, I very much loved it. I thought the the story of it was great. I thought the in ring was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the crowd for that was was they were was they were dope. yeah like that play like you had streamers we had streamers uh 
I thought we were still on the tag match. No, no, no we're, we're going past this. Okay. We're, at, we're at the we're at the one. Um, it, you know, like I said, like that the the place was packed and that crowd was like, I I dug it because there was a a weird. There was a very bizarre tension I felt in that crowd, yeah. because we built this to be a face face thing. As the match started, for a, maybe a minute or two, I feel like it was more fifty fifty. Yes, and then it was much more Bailey than me, which is totally fine and honestly made the finish better. Yeah, yeah. Um, the streamers were awesome. The streamers were awesome. Uh. I knew about them. I love the match. <laughs> I thought I thought it was great. Like we both did shit that we don't normally do. Yeah. A lot of false finishes, a lot of late kickouts, a lot of drama. Uh I faked a heart attack. Faked a heart attack. <laughs> Family's buying on it. Like God well, damn. leading up to that, I also tried to um get a little bit of a run of this cardiac kid gimmick that I mm-hmm. had an idea for for a while. Just not like as far fetched as I wanted it when I was green but um <laughs> just that like my backstory was that i had a fucked up heart sure and um we can get into that later or not i don't care but basically um that you know no matter how many times my i get knocked down just like my heart keeps beating i keep my baby face you know. motherfucker so it was, it was just like sympathy like sure. easy sympathy so I, I like started getting that over and then and that match was the first time that i ever like uh, acknowledged it in a match. Right. With faking a heart attack. <laughs> God damn it. I don't Bailey. think, like, I don't think that's how it had to be perceived. Just, like, it could have just been an episode or, like, sure. symptoms of my heart disease. But okay. It could have been anything. Yeah. yeah. But they knew, I think most people who have Facebook knew why. Yeah. So, anyways, end result, streak ends, you've, you've eaten your first loss, you've yes. lost your belt, I bounce out. You get that very good and deserved pop afterwards, which was fucking great because Amazing. you did a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. completely deserved. Nobody can take that away from me. Um, who was the first person to greet you on the other side of that curtain? This guy. It oh. was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, goddamn, we're already north of an hour. All right, so let's let's burn through some shit here. Okay. Because not to pull back the curtain, but. It's getting late. We got another one of these to do. <laughs> Damn right. And we're bringing the fucking thunder on that, too. Yeesh. Uh, so then after that, uh, let's see. You kind of just... You're there. You're doing shit. You end up having a good, pretty good tag run with Dakota for a bit. Damn well, right. Well, in between that and the tag run, I had a pretty good, like, forgotten feud with Connor. Yeah. I say forgotten yeah. because like it's, it was just at a weird point between my first loss and my tag team run with Dakota. Sure. But it was a good feud when uh, he turned heel in that ladder match that he yep. talked about. Yep. And um, I do remember that. He had the Soured Saints and all that. Casey fucked up a match he wasn't <sighs> even in. That makes me so fucking mad. We don't need to go back to it. Bear <laughs> 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 Some folks born made <laughs> to wave the flag. Um, you have a good tag run with Dakota. Yes. Uh, some of, some TLC of my, some match. Some of my favorite matches, like the TLC match. Uh, TLC match was great. That Falls Count Anywhere match, Absolutely Devin was. and I on that 
finish that finish, were like that was all guys this is all stuff that's on IWTV uh, yeah IWTV get on that shit it's only $250 a month oh my what? god <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Can you imagine a streaming service that was 200? <laughs> what? It would have everything. It would have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. It would have everything. And, and it probably porn- costs the same amount and to have all of them. And Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> premium. All the premium stuff, dude. With, with who, the insane tab. Who pays for porn? Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even, even like the high-end porn websites, you can just wait like... Anywhere from a week to a month and watch the highlight video on like. Uh, one of my favorite things ever was a uh, uh, long time ago, locker room or whatever. Like these guys are fawning over this homegirl's workout videos. Oh god! She's, like doing squats or whatever. Which we get it. We know what you're posting this, right? Like you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, Nick Brubaker just goes, "I mean that's cool, but um, there's this thing called pornography." <laughs> Absolutely killed me. Um, uh, hard left turn. Yeah, oh, big we've time. We've talked too much about porn. Have we, though? Um, Not enough, but... Also too much. We're going to exactly. do a whole episode where we break the format and talk about porn. I don't want... <laughs> I don't... There was a moment there where nobody argued this. Um, so, um, IWTV is out alive. Look it up. Yeah. yeah, please do that. So this tag run... With uh, Dakota. Yeah. Which then segued to uh, a feud between the two of you. Yeah, and very recently. Can we, and can very we, recently. Let's, I, I want to talk about, like, I. the heel turn. I it love was, it. It was another thing that was, like, several months in advance, like, I knew I wanted to do. Sure. Um, I pitched it to Zeke, and it was, like, still mid-2020. Uh, like... We hadn't dropped the belts to you guys yet when I right. pitched this to Zeke. And um, I was like, look, man, after we drop these belts, I don't feel like there's any other places for me to go. Right. Um, so Good on you for knowing that, too. There's, there's like, only one way to yeah. find out if I'm ready, and I think that's to just do it. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, well, you can give it a shot. And at first it was like, we'll give it a shot, and then we'll kind of do what Judd did with his heel turn. You do it for, like... Uh, six months or so, and then, you know, if it's go, if it's going great, great. Yeah. If it's not, then rip back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we dropped the belts to the Chop Shop. Yep. In like June, maybe later. I think that's right. Baller match July, somewhere in there. It was actually the I, last. I love that it was match, the last yeah. match I ever refed. A yep. Tor- yep. A tornado style no rules submission match. Yes. It was fun. Well, there basically, I think the concept overall was there is. The only way to win is by submission. Yes. You yes. kicked me out through the door with your <laughs> shoulder. Yes. I had a rib injury that yeah. would ultimately cause me to tap out to the walls. A, yeah. a very, very deep set in yeah. walls, yeah, if yeah. I may add. Which I actually kind of like, too, that, like, so Herrick ends up tapping out Bailey, for those of you listening. I actually kind of thought that, like, for our own greedy sense of continuity and for the, I don't know, two long-time Zawa fans that actually followed <laughs> and paid attention. Yes. It was kind of dope that, like, okay, the first, like, you know, whatever show in Oregon, these two were in the main event, and then finally Herrick gets him. Yeah. I, I don't know. There was something neat yeah. about that. Yeah, I like that. I, sure. I did very much enjoy that match, too. 
Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's you, up there. You dropped a door on my brother. Yeah. <laughs> was, and he shouldn't have been laying there. After you dropped that door, he wasn't there for a spot, but the recovery was almost better. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where Gage catches the kendo. It's really sure, funny. you catch the it, kendo. It's really something. funny to look back now, and you're like saying all these words to Gage about how you're going to kick his ass. And you're like side eyeing. You're like, oh, Dakota's selling this table. And you're like, you can almost see that. You're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do here, but I'm probably gonna have to beat some ass for a second. So we drop the belts, and then Dakota gets on the mic, says he's moving out. And the roommates are no longer roommates. Oh, but oh but God, we, we can be friends. Which, on another side tangent, is always a fucking lie. Um, what so, is happening? <laughs> we get out. And we go right back to Dark Town. <laughs> we get out. Oh, can we just turn the lights on? <laughs> Hang on, I'm just gonna do the. I old, can't see. I'm gonna do the Homer Simpson here. Fight! 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 <laughs> fight! 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 Um. So we. This is a visual medium, guys. I was <laughs> just flicking the lights off. <laughs> we drop the bills, and I just, you know, I'm doing stuff, and then, for like the first part of the fall, we're doing the studio shows. I yeah, accidentally this is become COVID. Accidentally become two times Zao Live champion. Well, you oh, see, yeah. there was a broken foot that happened. Yeah. So then that lasts for the entirety of that show. <laughs> Basically, I'm still just doing stuff, and it comes to the point where like, all right, well, let's figure out how to get this heel turn. In. So it was like perfect that I was just doing stuff. Sure. Because it led into this story where like I felt like I was lost, and that. Like, I needed to find my purpose and shit. And those were, like, the kind of promos I was cutting. And then we did the ladder match at the season finale up in Oregon. It was the Mr. Zawa ladder match. Ooh. And, um, so the Carver comes out, kills everybody. Yep. Helps uh, Price win Mr. Zawa. I cut a promo where I'm like, let's get the band back together one more time, take care of whatever that was. Gets a big pop. Hell yeah. And um, I wanted the story behind this, like in the long run, like looking back, to be like, I set up this match with the sole intent of, yeah. you know, getting back at Dakota from moving out on a day's notice. And then, <laughs> um, and, um, like just leaving me floating like dust in the wind which is what I've said in a couple promos throughout our feud mm-hmm. and come January is the next time I actually wrestled because I took December off to feel safe for Christmas with my family there you go and um, January we have a tag match with the Carver and J.C. Price and that's the locker all. room was very that's, cold that's all I'm gonna say about mm-hmm. that match the locker room was very I cold pulled the fuck out of my hamstring uh did not heal for like four months after and then you good now though right yeah sweet it's actually been four months so it did not heal for like three months after but um the first bump i took by the way yeah just pulled the fuck out of it and wrestled match on it it was a match that happened correct but the important shit was after you know dakota's like i'm sorry I'm like, it's okay, but I hate you. Punt him in the balls. Hit him in the head with a chair. And um, so starts this feud that was, like, quick, but, like, 
good, uh, had a good setup, yeah. I think. And I and and it started this heel turn that is still in its virgining, uh, you yeah. Know, uh, it's like months, but it I I like, so far it's so good to yeah. me. So we have a match in February where I just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. And it's what I needed, like even at my peak face run as the guy is out undefeated. Yeah. Zao live champion. There was a moment in during my first match with Dakota. Where I was beating the fuck out of him. I was doing ground and pound uh, forearms. Yeah. And I could feel the difference while I was doing it. Like, needing that aggression and intensity of a heel. Yeah. Where I was, like, subconsciously thinking, while in the match, like, as a babyface, these would have been kind of blah. And I could just feel myself beating the fuck out of him. But, like, yeah. <laughs> safely, I guess. That's good. You guess. And That's good, though. It felt good. Like, I was... Finally laying my shit in after, like, th- three fucking years. Four years. And, and then, uh, uh, so what was your next match? My next match was February 27th of t- yeah. 2021 at Ar- uh, Arnie's Happy Spot in mm-hmm. Deer Grove. Yeah. Against young Damien Deschain. Hell yeah, it was. Whoop And it got a lot of praise as one of my best, like, um... Workers lens, like yep. in ring technical matches. Yeah. And I was very happy. I've with watched that match. it back several times. It, it was good. Yeah. That was a good I was very Watch happy it on IWTV. Yes. IWTV, send me presents. <laughs> um, you, the story there, you're his brother. Yeah. I beat you up. We have a good match, though. Yeah. I it was basically just uh, um, a miniature way to progress the yeah. story. Yep. We've cut another promo. Yeah. Um, and then, which I did also after I the squash match back in February. Um, kind of where you explain why you turned on your best friend. Like yeah. that promo for these kinds of angles. And then um, we do the contract signing in March. And that went well. Got a lot of deep... Uh, personal digs in, which, like, I was all for. Yeah. He made a joke one time about bringing up my 2017 alcoholism. Oh, no. Dude, I I mean, the lights are back off. I was like, do it. You know? Like. Let's get real. Yeah. They'd love that shit. Sure. When, when it feel, when it feels to the fan, and, like, when I remember if it would feel to me as a fan. Right. If that curtain was being peeled back a little bit. That's why we this do it so often on this show. Awesome. Yes. So like, it's I was the like, same exact yeah, thing. Say that, and yeah. I, I think it was, he played off a line where I said I dragged him out of his mom's basement, and then his comeback, um, promo of the next like show would be, you said you dragged me out of my mom's basement. Well, you didn't tell these people about all the times I dragged you out of bars and ditches every weekend and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And I was like, do it. Yeah, that's cool. So it really added to it, and I'm really glad we did it because there were a lot of like, holy shit, like, right? Not pops, but. The crowd just, just ugh. wow. And the match. The so last man standing. Y'all match. have this last man standing match fairly recently. Yes. Uh, I'm going to throw this, I'm going to lob this out there for you and I'm going to go get another drink. But okay. I am a hard person to impress when it comes to my students. I'm very fucking critical of my students. This was my favorite match that you have had, wow. and that counts the one that I was in. And it's the only time I ever told Dakota he had a good match. Oh, wow. That, having said that, 
y'all discuss. I'll okay. be back in just a minute. So, so you do some shit. That means everything, by the way. That, I mean... Approval from Tom. That's the ultimate ultimate. Is like a Zaoist student's approval from God. Exactly. So That's the only thing I seek. Yes. Um, haven't fucking we have this man. <laughs> I, uh, I take attack bump. Damn right. And I was disappointed in it because it didn't hurt enough. <laughs> That's, well, that's, I mean, like, okay. while, while it sounds insane to me, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I didn't have enough fucking tax. So, like, it got a pop. It was there. But when I sat up, I could just feel that there were no tax in my back. You have to, I really want, I really buy what you think is too much and then buy another pack. I really wanted that visual. Like, yeah. But it, it, it was there and it got a pop. And, um, the finish was, uh, I hate when Dakota has good matches, by the way, too, because he came to the back and was immediately gloating at me in my face. I like, we'll do that every time. I think he cried. Probably did. Dakota. He cries a lot. He's a very emotional... When he has a he good listens, match... He listens, by the way. <laughs> he cries. Hey, Dakota. Fuck you. Love you. Alright. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We just... We do a lot without doing a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was super easy. And um, it's kind of hard to go over. Because, I mean, as like a, a heel. Yeah. Um, but there's stuff that I obviously can't get into on here. But, Correct. Um, it's just what had to happen. And then uh, he happens to pull out one of his best fucking matches. Yeah. It's like, damn. But, uh, I mean, we've basically detailed all of your wrestling career, which uh, yeah. has quickly, very quickly be- become what these wrestling, or what these interview episodes are, Yeah. Um, um, which I'm okay with. I like doing it this way. If we're towards the end, I feel awful inside that we, like, got through the earlier parts of, like, how I got into wrestling, and it's not mentioned that Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time, like, <laughs> okay. hands down. I just want to make sure that that gets in there somewhere yeah. to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> well, you didn't make that clear. No. But now Shawn you, Michaels now is definitely my favorite wrestler that's, of all time. That's okay. Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler of all time. That's also okay. Now, Tom is not here to give us his favorite wrestler of all time. Tyler Bodine. Oh no! He's gonna listen to this because we, we always li- we listen to these shows, and I cannot wait. He's, he's going to redact his statement about the last man standing, man. I cannot wait for that reaction. Tom, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time? Yeah, Chris Jericho. Nailed it. Told you. Yeah. Bailey did, in fact, tell me that your favorite wrestler was Chris Jericho. That's fact. So, uh, we've finished. We've wrapped up oh, talking sweet. about this whole... You missed... I'll listen to it later. Yeah, I know you will. Uh, so, <laughs> relatively speaking, that brings us up to speed then. Um, yeah. Bailey, you got any, like, things you want to plug? Any, like... Goals you want to shoot at? Any shots you want to shoot? Wait, shoot? Shot? Yeah? Hold on. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I just deleted like Instagram and Twitter. Fuck so, it. So I guess follow me on TikTok. You deleted Twitter again? It's, it's at yeah again. It's at hey it's me Bailey B, and I have a bunch of cute videos of a dog that I don't have anymore. Oh no. Because the ex took him. Jesus. Dude, You're we welcome. gotta not. Every so You're often welcome. we turn the lights on. <laughs> can we can we be lighter next I gotta. episode? Got to. Got to. I'm just pull my hood up and sit in the corner now. Tom I promise crying. I'm not really that depressed. <laughs> Tom is weeping. <laughs> is that how you cry? No, but that <laughs> is one of the things I like about this guest room is there is so much room to weep. <laughs> I imagine you laying on this bed that I'm sitting on right now yeah. and sobbing into these pineapple sheets. <laughs> gold Fun pineapple sheets. Gold pineapple yeah. sheets. Yeah. Anyway, so I think it's time... I, I, I would love, by the way, for somebody who has never been in this guest room to just like... Draw, glean all the descriptions and try to draw the guest room. That would be all incredible. They know, all they know is that this place is riddled with DVDs, uh, nerd bullshit, a bed that has gold pineapple sheet. This this is a cacophony of nonsense. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. It kind of does. There's a Blues Brothers poster on the wall. I'm kind of proud of. It's not mine, by the way. But like, it, you know, there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, I bought that uh, PBR sign. They don't get to know what the thing is. Somebody in town. All right. Yeah. I got some uh, Jaws Funko Pops over here. In the next 15 minutes of this show is going to be us detailing every <laughs> tiny thing in this room. Uh, actually, I got I got one that I do kind of want to bring up on the podcast. I should have brought this up when Connor was here because it would have blown his mind even further. So this is a Holy Ring of Honor wrestling poster signed by Samoa Joe um Bobby Cruz who was the ring announcer I think that's Alex Shelley down there Becky Bayless DeVito and signed by one Charles Montgomery Punk (laughs) also by Jack Evans Crooked Moonsault Punk yeah yeah there's some these are just the ones that I can make out by the way Cookie Monster Punk so, yeah, there's some pretty wild uh, signatures on that. That's... Cruise, comma, Motley Punk? <laughs> yes. Uh, Braden, you got anything you want to plug? Zao Live, Magnum, RCCW, Anafight Underground, IWTV, always, Zao Live. Zao Live. Zao Live. Zao Live. Um, um, I think that's about it. As far as plugging, correct? Oh, our completely original podcast name at Wowed Podcast. That's it. W A W E D Podcast. No house is named after it. No CCW trainer owns that name. <laughs> that is correct. Not uh, not a single one. These are genuine true. Or facts. trainee, sorry, trainer, not a thing. Trainee. Okay. Anyway, I have nothing to plug or promote. You covered it well. Let's end this episode. And should we wait? Do we need to advertise any upcoming episodes or no? Next. Or do you just leave it as a surprise? Surprise. Can I vaguely spoil it without spoiling it? Sure. Well, that's your challenge. It won't even really spoil it. Sure. But, like, uh, one of the next episodes is going to be on the first WrestleMania that I watched live. There we go. All right. There's get, 36 right. of them <laughs> to choose from. Look for it, America. There's actually 37. That's right. I forgot. To, this year's was 37. The anyway. 36th anniversary. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Imagine if they advertised the it that way. 
The 36th, the 36th anniversary. <laughs> That'd be so fucking weird. <laughs> it was weird that they advertised 25 as the 25th anniversary because it'd be weird. Okay, so... It was weird and also just didn't make sense. Correct. But even if they advertised the 25th anniversary, that'd be WrestleMania 26. That is correct. That's weird. Also, why not just call it 25? <laughs> cool number. A thousand <laughs> times XXV, more. bro. Correct. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it either. Are we ready to stop now? I feel oh, like yeah. we. I feel like we always stop these about. We four have these Midwest times. goodbyes. <laughs> yeah, Midwest goodbyes. Hey, I'm walking towards the door now. Hey, y'all, be careful going home. Watch for deer. It was good talking to you, brother. Good talking to you. You yeah. know who I was talking to the other day, <laughs> dude. I swear to God, my family does that all the time, and it infuriates me. Oh, yeah. We live in Illinois. Got Leaving to. is a Got forty to. minute process. Got, Got to. to. If you if you're leaving somewhere and you say you're gonna be gone in fifteen minutes, make it an hour. That like that's correct. basically what, what that is. I had to say bye. Shut it down. What are we even doing?